1: You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of RedPeachSports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's
2: show.
3: Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron here in the Caldwell Anchor Group One Road Studio in beautiful West Monroe, alongside from the Washington Citizen, Jake Martin. Jake, how you doing this morning?
2: I'm doing good, man. It is the day that we've been building up for months.
3: This arguably could be the best show of the summer, which probably doesn't say a lot, but it could be.
2: It could be. It very well, could be. Um, but we know how things don't always go the way we plan. So let's uh, let's knock on wood. We
3: got a lot of headlines we'll get into. We got a pretty intriguing guest slash guest coming up here in a few minutes. But the thing we're teasing, of course, it is Top Ten Thursday. Since we started this thing months ago, we kept getting into uh, and and venturing down this path that one day we were going to do the Top Ten sports movies of all time. Mm -hmm. We were going to break some kind of record on the text line, so we certainly need your help trying to figure this thing out. It is the Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance Hotline slash text line, 888-993-7762. Go to StuartShelby.com for a free quote. You've had the opportunity to vote all week long. In fact, we've had a little bit of a tournament trying to determine what movie the listeners think deserves to be at the top of the list.
2: Yes, and the three selected yesterday were The Sandlot, Rocky, and Field of Dreams. Mm. So we've got this excuse me
3: you're getting all choked up you're getting all choked right up about. thinking
2: about it and we've got this triple threat now between these three teen, uh, these three uh movies vying for the best sports movie of all time now you voted and we've still got uh six hours left so get on at morning drive 977 to vote but so far the sandlot is winning this
3: trip and this is quite frankly just a stunning upset the sandlot on jake's original 20 that he gave us that we put into the poll was not included they were a wild card edition, and out of that wild card spot sandlot has advanced
2: and quite frankly in the wild card matchup they were going up against major league and i didn't expect the sandlot to get past major league i thought major league was going to be uh, an actual true finalist now
3: Literally a fifteen knocking off a two,
2: yeah. And they well, it actually knocked off the number one seed in Hoosiers. Mm. Yeah, so a lot of people like, <laughs> we're talking about this like this is an actual tournament going on, but hey, it's fun. And uh, Richie's upset about it. He listen, I put this on Facebook last night. He was upset. He's upset now. He's texting it saying it's all a sham. The sand, not. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Can you? Throw shade at a movie like that. Uh, I
2: don't, well, I don't know what Richie's problem is Throwing with Sandlot. Throw shade at kids. Sandlot's a great movie. Like, I don't know how recently you've watched it, Aaron, but I, I still adore that movie. I still, I mean, we'll, we'll play some clips from it later on when we, when we reveal our own top ten movies. But, I mean, it's it's one that I fondly remember. Uh, so I, I'm not surprised that Sandlot made it this far. Is it the best sports movie of all time? No. I don't think so, but that's the way that people are voting.
3: We will find out your top ten sports movies of all time coming up later in the show. So the best p- way for people to uh, weigh in on this final three, and when will this poll close?
2: In six hours it will close. So uh, we've got 159 votes so far, lots of participation. We appreciate that. Keep it coming. Uh, at Morning Drive 977.
3: So I start start going through this list, and I start trying to put this down into a top ten. This is a difficult.
2: There's so many sports movies. Yeah, there's so and many. Other. I think
3: I could go back and I could change every hour on the order that I have them in, and of course the top ten overall.
2: Uh, I, yeah, I agree with that uh, to a, to a degree. I think my top mm, top two are pretty etched and, and stone. Like I don't think I'll ever replace number one. Mm. Um, but yeah, I and. I probably have more modern movies in there um, than you do. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll see about that. But uh, I've also got. When you speak
3: know, of modern, literally a movie that was five years ago. Well,
2: I, I more modern. I was kind of thinking ten years ago, yeah, okay. um, ten or fifteen, really. Um, but you know, I, we, I've gotten some some messages about some movies that we haven't even brought up, like As is. Mighty Ducks. Not one mention of Mighty I'm not saying it's the greatest sports movie of all time, but somebody could have said, hey, Mighty Ducks, remember that?
3: Leave it to the young whippersnapper to bring up Mighty Ducks.
2: Mighty Ducks is a fun flick. Yeah. It's not a great flick. It's a fun flick.
3: Uh, so when I was breaking down this, I, I kept set, telling myself, it has to be a movie that uh, gets me choked up, gets me a little you know, teary-eyed, puts, several, puts a is. lump in my throat. And we've got a number of clips from uh, our top ten movies that certainly do that. And and going back and kind of editing these clips, you're like, wow, that's pretty good.
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We're also going to have just an absolute slugfest in the studio when we talk about Creed. Because you're going to hate on Creed, and I'm going to defend it as the best movie in the Rocky
3: franchise. And for the last couple of weeks, you've asked me, "Have you watched Creed?" And I kept saying, "I think so." And then, of course, going back and watching clips, I said, "Yeah, I saw this movie. It wasn't that memorable." How? How? I just don't understand. It's
2: like when when you
3: watch it, if you're
2: a Rocky fan, and I'm a big Rocky fan, all of the callbacks, all of the small little nuggets, just the one, just the lines when, when they first meet, when Rocky and Creed first meet, when he says, "Who won the third fight?" I heard you had a third fight behind closed doors. Who won?
3: And that's something like we've always,
2: not wondered, but we've always talked about and fantasized about.
3: All right, so we got a pretty special guest that are going to join us right now on the Stuart Shelby Hotline. What have you done with your summer, Jake? Talked about sports movies. It doesn't compare to what these two guys are doing. Two Louisiana Tech students by the name of uh, Jacob Brister and James Davison. Uh, You could call it Jacob and James River Adventure. They are literally kayaking. kayaking down the Mississippi River. I believe this is an adventure that uh, started nearly, what, 56, 57 days ago. Oh, they join us on the Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance Hotline. Jacob and James, how you doing this morning?
0: We're doing, doing good. Doing good.
3: Good. Are you guys on the kayak right now in the Mississippi?
0: We're, we're in the uh, great metropolis of Black Hawk, Louisiana, on a sandbar, as a matter of fact. We, we got good signal here, so...
3: All right, guys, first of all, uh, the river dogs. How did this idea get hatched and then think this is going to be fantastic for our summer? We're going to be uh, kayaking down the Mississippi River.
1: Yeah, I think it was kind of a uh, a lifelong dream for me, you know, just always interested in the river, always wanting to see it. And then I uh, I met James through Louisiana Tech in our uh, college ministry there, and I tell people I just found somebody crazy enough to do it with me, basically. Um but we started we started planning for it about a, about a year and a half ago, and it slowly changed from from different watercraft to a kayak, and here we are.
3: You started up in Minnesota, literally 57, 56 days ago.
1: Yep, Correct. 57 days ago at the at the source in Lake Itasca, Minnesota.
3: Now let's start here. Are you guys a big kayaking guy? I mean, is this something you guys do on a, a weekly, monthly basis? Get into a kayak and uh, find a river.
0: <laughs> I, I have uh, I, I have kayaked uh, most of my life, uh, whether it's just kind of been around Louisiana or outside of Louisiana or, or canoeing sometimes. But um, I got I really got into you know kayaking by myself, probably in high school. Really just got a kayak to fish with and, and ended up just exploring a lot of places with it and uh jacob got him a kayak when we met in college so we've uh, we've definitely made it uh a, a hobby especially uh, when it's not hunting season you know you gotta, gotta find something to do mm-hmm. so we we found kayaking around louisiana there's plenty plenty of water around louisiana to explore so
3: When you came up with the idea, first, I'm sure you're throwing it around with some other friends. Uh, What was their response when you said, hey, we're thinking about kayaking down the entire Mississippi River?
1: You're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think we got a lot of your crazy. Some wanted to join us, actually, um, but just couldn't do it. Uh, But we got a lot of you're crazy for sure.
3: All right. You go to your parents and you pitch this idea, their first response. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, mine. I think mine kind of saw it coming. You know, uh, I think they knew I, I was interested in it for a long time, and kind of kind of saw it coming, so they weren't as shocked.
3: How do you map uh, out something like? How, how do you map out something like this?
1: It definitely it definitely takes a lot of planning. I mean, it probably as far as the kayak portion of it. You know, we probably planned it out for for close to a year. Um, I mean, you've got to have maps you've got to have gps's you've got to have you know all your kayaking equipment you got to have a, a large knowledge of the river and the river traffic and the boats. um and then that's just the kayaking part not to mention the fact that we have to camp out almost every night um and so just planning for all that planning for your food your water um i mean every day every day just about we're planning something out out here so it takes a lot for sure
3: Jacob Brister and James Davison join us on the Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance Hotline. They are kayaking down the Mississippi River. Uh, so typically, what does a day consist of? How far are you going?
0: You wake up. Uh, we, we break down the tent if we're camping or, or leave wherever we're, we're at. Um, make sure everything's secure in the kayak. We, we hit the water. Uh, you know, usually about this time of day, if not earlier, to kind of beat the heat. Um, we try to cover about 50 miles a day, so we'll we'll split the day up. We'll take, uh, take a rest around noon or 1 o'clock, hop in the water to kind of cool us off, and uh, get back in and finish it out.
3: At what point of this trip did you guys look at each other and say, what were we <laughs> thinking?
1: We've <laughs> we've gotten that question a lot. You know? Yeah, we really have. I, I I think a lot of it had to do with the uh, the increasing heat as we went further south, right. which actually hit us uh, higher up than we thought. I mean, even around Iowa, the top of Missouri, um, when the heat started becoming a factor, I think that's when we really started to question it.
0: I, I think even like when once we put in at the headwaters, we kind of looked at each other and we're like, we're about to do this. <laughs> we're, we're at the start. We got a long ways to go. <laughs>
3: What's been the most rewarding part of it so far?
0: I think, for me, uh, it really has been good. Um, I think, uh, you know, just as much physically, but, you know, spiritually challenging, just uh, trusting in God, you know, to take care of us the whole way. Um, That's been rewarding. I think uh, at the same time, you know, we've we've had a a lot of people supporting us and and praying for us, so just that... um, just that community we, we've been able to kind of be a part
1: of it's been really cool for me yeah i think for me you know it's a lot to do with the, the type of people we met you know the people that helped us out um but then also you know getting to help them out and uh and getting to really share the reason why we're out here and why we're able to do this and that's because you know god gives us the time and the and the ability to do it um and so it's just been it's been a great experience just meet people from all walks of life and all across the u.s for sure
3: whether it's the weather or perhaps a boat or two that you encounter what has been the scariest part
1: (laughs) we always say that if we're gonna if we're gonna chalk it up to one day or really one block of time it'd be the port of st louis um it's a It's a full-scale operation there, and it's a river about half the size of of what we see over here in Louisiana, you know, around Vicksburg or something like that, and uh, it's it's very dangerous. There's a lot of boats and not a whole lot of room for uh, little small kayaks in a port like that.
3: As you guys move forward, how much longer do you have? How many more miles is there before you guys complete this huge adventure?
0: We have, what, 323 miles right now, so... We have to be done early next week. That's, that's the plan.
3: What has the response been like on uh, Facebook and other social media?
1: Oh, it's been it's been incredible, honestly. I mean, we made a, a Facebook page. It's um, just kind of a way to let our friends and, and close family members, you know, know what we were doing, and it's really exploded. I mean, we've gotten a, a huge following, um, you know, from everywhere, really, all over the state, but especially, you know, around our hometowns in Louisiana Tech. Um, but it, it's been great. I mean, without that type of support, you know, I, I really don't know if we could have kept on going. And you know, it's really kept us energized, even on these on these hot hot days.
3: Yeah, on Facebook, you can follow their J- Jacob and James's River Adventure on River Dogs. Dogs as in D A W G S. Guys, you got to be honest now. Once you complete this thing, when do you think the next time you'll ever set foot in a kayak will be?
1: <laughs>
0: oh, man. Shoot, maybe
1: what? <laughs> a very long time. Oh, I, I don't
0: even know if I want to say heaven. I don't know if that would be heaven to get back in. <laughs> and I, I mean, I, I don't know. It, you just never know. You just never know. So.
3: Hey, guys, this is pretty cool. You guys are literally modern-day Huck fans, uh, Keep it up? And we certainly look forward to seeing the end of this adventure for you guys. And, of course, I uh, continue to follow you on Facebook on River Dogs. Appreciate the time, guys. Now get back on that Mississippi River.
0: Yeah,
2: right, right. I you right. it.
3: Good stuff there. There's no chance you would catch me doing that.
2: No chance at all,
3: huh? You? No, not not a chance. How long can you kayak for before you you're like, oh, I've had enough
2: of this? Are we talking about fatigue or boredom? <laughs> I get bored way quicker than I fatigue, <laughs> if I'm being honest, yeah. so not very long.
3: Uh, pretty cool. It is very cool. Man. I just can't imagine going to my parents and saying, hey, I, I want to kayak down the Mississippi River. It's literally going to take me all summer, but no. I think I can pull it off. No. Yeah. and There's then, no debate. And I'm one of those guys that has to have things planned out, and they uh, said there's too. so much planning involved. Of but, course. I mean, the things that you would run into on an hourly, let alone uh, you know, daily basis, would be mind-boggling. Just
2: like, where am I going to eat? Yeah. that's That would be the first thing on my mind.
3: And I'm going to be in this kayak with this guy for literally 80 days. Better I like don't care it. how great of friends you are. I to
2: like that person a lot, yeah. Uh,
3: that would be the time that I'd listen to a lot of those podcasts, though. That you're always <laughs> preaching about, Jake.
2: Yeah, where am I going to charge my phone, too? That's another good one.
3: Uh, great stuff. It's all part of the starting lineup brought to you by Louisiana Pancake. The starting lineup. Are you
2: crying? The
1: starting lineup. Are you crying?
3: starting lineup.
1: Are you crying? <laughs> the starting lineup.
3: Let's go crying. Let's get to the starting lineup. All right, it is Top 10 Thursday. This is the day we've waited for the entire summer. Our top 10 sports movies of all time.
2: And the key word there is our. So. People get heated. People are going to get heated, but this is our list. This is our subject, subjective favorite movies. This is why I wanted to do a little tournament. And the don't final three
3: is the listeners' list. Exactly.
2: That's why I wanted them to have their own thing. Because people are going to be upset when a couple of quote unquote classics don't make my list.
3: Eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. The Sturgeon Sports Complex has another huge event taking place uh, this week in fact uh, it's actually the ribbon cutting of that complex later this morning a stopper uh, scotter from the westman roman Road visitors bureau will join us at eight o'clock we got a lot of football news to dive into as training camps are underway
2: yes we do and also some basketball news kd and cj McCollum going at it nba just dominates the offseason yet again
3: 888-993-7762 we're back after this with some headlines including our houston astros update and oh. alex bregman oh. goes off
2: oh he is heated
3: the morning drive on sports talk 977, back after this so obviously during the break we continue to discuss uh, that interview we had with uh, uh jacob brister and james davis and the, the kids that are literally kayaking down the mississippi river and what planning that must take and and then, of course, just spur of the moment. Oh, that looks like a good place to stop for the night and set up camp. There's probably no bears around there.
2: Yeah, let's pray there's no bears. Getting <laughs> <laughs> to wind up on the news real quick, or
3: a property owner that doesn't want you there. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. All right, we got plenty of headlines, plenty of uh, football news. Where do you want to start? Well, Dave? can
2: I first read a couple of uh, texts that we've we failed to get to? Um, Richie still going off about Sandlot. It's just not a great sports movie. It's a great monster movie
3: for kids.
2: He also says, it just happens to contain baseball as much as Die Hard contains Christmas.
3: Like Teen Wolf uh, has basketball.
2: Uh, yeah. Charlie says, Friday Night Lights is a great movie. Ben says, I literally never watch movies. Probably haven't watched one in two years. But for me, number one, the blind side. Number two, remember the Titans. Uh, don't start
3: with blind side with Jake. He don't get irritated. me started, Ben. He thinks it's corny. He it's, thinks it's so. Homky. I mean, again, I'll repeat the it. one scene, and you're going to hold that against him. Yes, If a
2: woman can walk onto the practice field and boss the coach around. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Tommy Tharp, are you listening? Can you call in and tell them what's wrong with
3: that? Just like a a father running onto the field and confronting a coach.
2: (laughs) Well, if a coach lets that happen. Mm. (laughs) They need some help. Uh, And then Richie says, if I'm honest, it's just not one of those movies I never really got into. I'll watch Major League anytime I catch it on, though. That's another part of it, rewatchability.
3: hmm That's a big part of
2: it. It is. If Major League doesn't make your list, Aaron, you're out. <laughs> you're going to do the you're rest out. of this show You're, by you're out. <laughs>
3: you must exit the room. I'm going to get ejected. Hey, let's start with ejected. And and, and a guy that uh, was certainly hot under the collar yesterday. It's not often that we lead with the Houston Astros, even though they are our team.
2: Are we leading at 722?
3: Yeah, there were some major fireworks <laughs> last night there
2: were describe uh, what happened so i'll try to because you and i kind of disagree about the video that we saw yeah. so alex Bredman hits what, what looks to be a triple um it, it's he hits it toward the wall and the outfielder goes up to catch it but there's a fan leaning over with his glove and you can look at the video and i kind of think it grazes the fan's glove it's not clear but it looks to me as if it grazes it. You believe it doesn't touch the glove at all. Anyway, it's protested. They eventually rule fan interference, so Bregman gets a triple taken away from him. Mm. How does he react to that? Well, here's a clip of about- Rockies
3: go on to win three to two.
2: Yeah, Rockies going to win three to two. And here's Alex- this is censored, right? It's censored. Here's okay. Alex Bregman <laughs> after the game.
1: How uh, frustrating was this uh, night? You know, specifically the the ball you hit to left field. Yeah, it was a joke, and. They should be ashamed of
2: themselves. Obviously, the guy has never played baseball before in his life. The guy in charge of uh, whoever made that decision, because there is no possible way that you can say that a left fielder jumping backwards into a, into a wall is guaranteed to make a catch. Change the whole game. We're up we we're two to one at the point, at the time. on the yeah. third base. Um, we need a, a fly ball to the outfield to get me in, and it's three to one. Um,
3: it's just. It's, it's can pose for dropping that many bombs <laughs> in a span of 20 seconds there
2: yeah he really thought about what he was going to say there <laughs> um, aaron so you don't think he, the fan touched that wasn't it.
3: on live tv i hope
2: let's go back to the play you don't think the fan touched it
3: it depends what angle you watch
2: it, it does so if a if a if you're looking at something like that and you and i have uh differing opinions on it should the umpire ultimately just keep the play as it as it was initially ruled yeah i mean like football like it has to be uh, you know indisputable evidence
3: so when we do this uh houston astros update tomorrow will we be discussing alex bregman in the suspension maybe i mean can you literally call out and up like and
2: that yeah i mean i'm expecting something to come down the line right but uh, yeah i just thought it was um, it, you know, he probably shouldn't have overturned it just because it's hard to tell but I would love to hear your opinion on it. If you, 888-993-7762. Check out the play. Let us know. Do you think the fans' glove actually touched the ball?
3: Obviously, this is Bregman's quote. Obviously, the guy has never played bleeping baseball before in his life.
2: <laughs> uh, angry Bregman is my favorite Bregman.
3: Besides that, don't have much of other, uh, much to add to the Houston Astros update for today. They lost. <laughs>
2: Gary says, "Jake, Sandra Bullock can walk on on the field any day. You are missing the point. She is fine, and I mean fine actress. You just you're just too young to see."
3: <laughs> uh, Tom points out, Jake, that a daddy ball is right around the corner for Jake. Daddy ball. You'll be the one marching out to the field, oh, confronting a coach. Uh, no, I'm not. Or perhaps be that, uh, I, questioning. No, a, a
2: I refuse to be that parent. Yeah. I refuse to be that parent. This is Williams says, what did they call in that play? It was a triple, but they ruled that he was out because of fan interference. Mm.
3: All right, a couple other headlines. Uh, There was some coaching news that was interesting. Uh, Todd Garvin, of course, leaving West Monroe. A demotion there, and he finds a new home, though, in Ruston. Yeah. He will be the quarterback's coach over there for Jared Ball. Uh, There's another storyline that we need to certainly keep track of. Uh, John Bailey Gallette has left Army. Uh, He is now available, and of course, you're talking about the two-time defending, not two-time, two-time state champ, (laughs) two-time defensive player of the year. I got it right, finally. Two-time. Two-time defensive player of the year in the state of Louisiana, 5A player, number of uh, college programs recruiting him throughout the process, of course, and now it's so late in the game. Where does John Bailey ultimately end up? And I know... Uh, Louisiana Tech, ULM have showed a lot of interest. Northwestern State certainly in the mix, among others. So John Bailey this late in the game could be a huge pickup for perhaps one of our local colleges.
2: And you're talking about a guy who has a school record for tackles at Western Row, also. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, he's looking for a new home. Uh, hopefully he can find one.
3: Other headlines, uh, Brandon Rochelle, this should not come as a huge surprise LSU guard he is out of there after averaging a whopping four points per game last year
2: well you say that but he he meant a lot to that team I thought he had a really good year last year he was a guy that when he wasn't when he was out for an injury or something you could tell like LSU went from competitive to not very competitive at all he was a big piece of that team that said with the recruits that Will wade has got coming in
3: he could see the writing on the wall of course We've watched him uh, countless times in high school, of course, the Nacket former Natchitoch Central. Central star.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got to see him quite a bit. Uh, some, some great games in the Madhouse.
3: Uh, the worst-kept secret is now official. Zach Streef, the former offensive lineman of the Saints, is now the voice of the New Orleans Saints.
2: Yeah. Um, look, are we going to keep talking about this, though? It's official. It happened. He's the play-by-play guy. Let's move on. There That's are, I,
3: I did not know this stat. There are three former players that are play-by-play announcers in the NFL. Now, none of those other two literally made the, the jump immediately, immediately from the field to, to calling play-by-play. They all went, of course, the route of color, then uh, you know, were promoted or made that transition from color to play-by-play as their career progressed.
2: And look, maybe he knocks it out of the park. We don't know. Yeah. But he has to follow in the footsteps of a legend.
3: And anyone that was going to follow in the footsteps of the legend Jim Henderson was going to have some issues. So good luck to Zach Streef. We'll see how this plays out. And, of course, we played sound from him a couple of weeks ago just talking about it's going to be a little rough early on. He says he will not be perfect in August, but it will be uh, a body of work as they move forward. Him and Deuce in the booth. <laughs> That cannot be soothing as he looks Deuce, over to that wiley nice. broadcasting veteran of Deuce McAllister sitting next to him.
2: Yeah, he'll make it a smooth transition, no doubt.
3: Other headlines, Jake.
2: Other headlines. Uh, oh, you want to get into this KD, C.J. McCollum sure. mess? Okay, so uh, Kevin Durant goes on C.J. McCollum's podcast, and we'll, we'll share that audio with you in just a second. Um, but they talk about the whole move, DeMarcus Cousins joining the Warriors, and uh, and it's a pretty interesting conversation Let's go ahead and play that, and then the real story is what happens after the podcast ends.
3: Nah, you know how I felt, bro. I was hot. I don't know if I was more mad than when you went to go. I think I was more mad. Why are you mad about this stuff? Western Conference, I got to play you, MFers. All the time, anyway, as it is, over and over again, we got eliminated by y'all a few times in the first round. So I'm I mean, looking so at yeah, cuz.
1: I mean, you know, you're, you you know, you guys ain't, aren't going to win a championship, bro. We have the the team. <laughs> <laughs> we have capabilities. Anything is possible. We can win a championship, bro. I mean, let's be honest, bro. We can win a championship. Anything is possible. I just need to. Look, I need more. I mean, I like y'all. I like the two. I like y'all two. You're hard to stop, but I mean, come on. You can't be upset about this. Uh, I can be upset look, because Cuz was a free agent, which means he could have.
3: This is a, this is why I was also why I was upset. He-
2: yes. So anyway, they talk about it. CJ McCollum's obviously upset. KD throws out the barb. Come on, you can't be that upset. It's not like you were actually going to win, and which is kind of funny. But anyway, after the podcast. Someone asked, I think it was uh, Barstool Sports, asked C.J. McCollum if it's okay to call Kevin Durant the B-word. And C.J. McCollum retweeted and said, I still think the B-word is harsh and shouldn't be used. He knows that decision was soft, but I respect it. It's like getting jumped with your brothers by a gang you should have beat, then joining the gang that jumped you and your brothers two months later and forgetting about your bros. Yeah. Well, Kevin Durant sees this and tweets back at him. So, I would get into a gang fight, lose, plot on my brother for two months in our home, and then go get the gang we lost to and beat him up. You think that low of me, CJ? I just did your blanking podcast. Snakes in the grass, boy, I tell you. So, I found this interesting just because I always think it's cool when players talk openly about moves in the NBA. And if you haven't had a chance, go listen to that podcast with CJ McCollum and Kevin Durant because they do talk about the whole boogie thing and how McCollum wanted him to join the Blazers and how he was openly saying, I'm upset because it makes y'all basically unbeatable.
3: Hmm. I could care less about the NBA. I (laughs) know. And a Twitter beef does nothing for me.
2: That that, that did nothing for you. Not really. Okay.
3: Kevin Durant should just take the upper road, the higher road. He's got his rings. Just enjoy it.
2: I like that he's open about it. I like that he's freely saying what he feels. All
3: right, let's fire up this text line. 888-993-7762. It's time to jump into the fire. Time to name the top 10 sports movies of all time. We get into it. we got plenty of clips coming up over the next hour and a half. Top 10 Thursday. Best sports movies of all time. We're ready to go after the break. I knew today would be a great day on the text line and it certainly got off to a great start. Read the one from Trent, first of all, dealing with uh, Kevin Durant.
2: Trent says, NBA ba- NBA players are the biggest over-opinionated over-opinion- crybabies in all of sports. Too much old church lady drama.
3: Amen to that. I totally agree. Uh, I want to read Gary's one more time because I don't think it had the emphasis that it deserved. Jake, Sandra Bullock, can walk on any field any day you are missing the point she is fine and i mean fine actors you just too young to see okay
2: it. well let's read richie's the player the blind side is even about says it sucks that's <laughs> enough for me to avoid it
3: uh colin uh, tweets at us and says rocky is about a guy that had like 24 career losses and the field of dreams is about ghosts benny the jet not only pickled the beast but eventually stole home despite him losing his step in his old age Poetic. 888-993-7762. All right, Top Ten Thursday. We're getting into the best sports movies of all time. Uh, this is extremely difficult. Some of the ones that were honorable mention for you, Jake.
2: The Karate Kid, the original, not the Jaden Smith one. Uh, Mr. Miyagi, um, Danielson, just the whole, and also kind of revisiting, it, revisiting it with Cobra Kai. that the the new youtube series i don't know if you got a chance to watch it but it kind of spun it 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 revolved around johnny kind of made him look like the good guy back in the first movie kind of made it to where he looked like he was getting bullied it was an interesting take but uh the karate kid original movie um you know back in the day watching it, it it was one of those things that helped inspire me to just love fighting and you know how much I love fighting. I can talk about MMA every day if you let me. Uh, but the Karate Kid was, was influential in
3: that. Uh, I certainly have Caddyshack on the list as an honorable mention. Tin Cup. You got uh, classics like Raging Bull. Bad News right. Bears.
2: Raging Bull is on my honorable mention, and it's the one that I wanted to get in my top ten because it's so good. Um, ultimately, y- you know, the, the De Niro scenes – I mean, he absolutely crushed it. But the, but ultimately, I couldn't put it on there because of the boxing scenes. They're just so dated. Mm. It's hard to watch. Mm. Radio, Cuba Gooding. Not on my honorable mention. Mm. Not on my top ten either.
3: You can continue to weigh in like you have all week on our poll. We are now down to the final three. You, the listeners, decided this through a number of polls throughout the week. And our final three is now?
2: Field of Dreams, Rocky, The Sandlot.
3: Follow us at a Morning Drive 97.7, and you can weigh in.
2: Another honorable mention, Aaron, is Miracle. Mm-hmm. Um, again, again, I mean, that's a, that's a clip that we could have even played for honorable mention. I mean, that's a great scene. The overall movie, though, uh, I, I felt like back in the day it was a little slow. It took me a while to get into it, especially just because I'm not a huge hockey fan. But by the time when it starts getting ramped up, I mean, it is
3: it is a fun movie. As we started pulling some of these clips, we could have done a top ten, maybe next year, top ten sports movie clips of all time. The Mm. lines that you remember the most. Yes, for sure. All right, before we get into the top ten, Rotten Tomatoes. They had uh, their top five sports movies of all time. It was a little bit different than ours and the (laughs) the listeners, would you say? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, The Wrestler?
2: The Wrestler's an honorable mention, too. That's a good movie. Uh,
3: They had it number two, Creed.
2: Boom. Yeah. it some love to Creed.
3: At three, Itania. Okay. At four, Natural Velvet. If there's one listener out there that has seen the movie Natural Velvet, we want to hear your <laughs> critique of this movie.
2: <laughs> what is it about? You we don't push- even know. Okay. All
3: right. <laughs> we can Google it. And The Hustler coming in at number five, according to Rotten Tomatoes.
2: Hmm. Interesting. Not exactly uh, the top five that I envision.
3: All uh, right. Shane C's pushing for the program and facing Giants.
2: Sorry, sorry, Shane.
3: All right, let's dive into this. Number ten, who do you got, Jake?
2: Okay, so this is my list. This is subjective. Okay, <laughs> we understand. These that. are the movies that I love, yes. so I can openly admit that this movie is not the best in the in the franchise, but it's the one I've watched the most, the one I still revisit, and it's all nostalgia. Rocky yeah. Four. Yes. Rocky IV. When you watch it, today, if you were to sit down as an adult and watch it for the first time, you would go, "What's up with this robot at the beginning? Why is this? Why are there so many montages? What is what is happening here? Why is James Brown out there? I, I don't understand what this movie's about. Why is it so tone deaf?"
3: <laughs> you know and how did they get so ripped
2: it's all over the place okay how did
3: rocky get in better shape in four than he was in one oh,
2: rocky he he. this is peak rocky <laughs> i mean he was a piece of iron as, as they say in the movie um so i love this movie just because it's the revenge factor apollo dies in the ring as you all know and so rocky has to go to russia and fight the cold yeah. war i mean come on come i mean on. it's and in, in the montage of him running in the snow, and he gets to the top of the mountain, and streams Drago. Yes, that's iconic.
3: I've actually got it higher on the list. Really, so I will take a pass.
2: But, but see, this is what what I wanted to say. It's not the best movies. It's, no, it's my darn good. favorite. It's not better than Rocky, though. Yes. It's not better than Risen Rock. It's not better than Rocky too. Um, and it's not better than Creed. If you're talking about like just a, a pure movie,
3: Shane C loses some credibility as Alan points out, where he says facing giants, uh, little giants was the name of the movie.
2: No, Facing Giants was another movie. It's a Christian movie.
3: (laughs) I lose points. Christian
2: movie, so, you know, I doubt you missed that one. All right,
3: at number 10, this is one I'm going to continue to push for, uh, Breaking Away. Can I read you? Are you kidding me? Can I read you the write-up on Breaking Away? Oh, please do. This charming Academy Award winner in 1979 cycles high on comedy as four friends come together to terms with life after high school. With top-notch cyclist Dave learns that world's bicycling champions are not always Italian or are always Italian. He attempts to turn himself into Italian, driving his parents crazy. What? But everything changes after he meets the Italian racing team. An encounter that ultimately leads him and his friends to challenge the local college boys in the town's annual bike race. It is must-see. It is gold.
2: As an Italian myself, I don't like the way you say Italian. (laughs) Italian. (laughs)
3: Yeah, well, I'll take your word for it, Aaron. I'll, Come on, this weekend, just do yourself a favor and watch Breaking Away. I can't. Maybe man. a little difficult to find, but...
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'll go to the local video store. How about that?
3: All right, at number nine, who do you have?
2: Okay, so I'll question my own self on putting this on here because it's way too, too soon. But I enjoyed the heck out of this movie, I, Tanya it just came out it's the most recent sports movie entry have you seen it yet i have not it's like a mockumentary it is absolutely hilarious and for me who who knew just bare minimum of the story of tanya harding to actually get to go through uh this history lesson through comedy i i found the movie to be extremely uh entertaining and i really enjoyed it i thought so much of it to include it on my list. The bodyguard alone from this movie, I mean, he is so funny. It's good stuff. If you haven't seen it, it's worth a watch. All right,
3: I'm ready to start uh, sharing some clips. So does it help if the movie is based on a true story?
2: Yes. I, yeah, I think so.
3: So do you give a – can you prop up the rookie a little bit?
2: Aaron, I'll – okay, so this is how I feel – this is how you feel about Creed.
3: Mm-hmm. I saw the rookie. Mm-hmm. Don't
2: remember a thing from it.
3: All right. Well, I'm going to refresh your memory. This is just an iconic scene here. Uh, he's calling back and, of course, informing his wife that uh, he's getting called up to the Devil Rays. And they will be making their way over to Arlington. Of course, they live in Texas. The moment then that he tells his wife and, then of course, she wants to relay the message to their son.
0: <sighs> you are flying me out an hour. Can you tell everybody?
2: Sure, you just have to tell one person first. Hunter! Your daddy's got something he wants to tell you. Hey, Dad. Hey, buddy. Hey, guess what? What? Um,
1: your daddy is going to be a major league pitcher. Really? Yeah, really. What do you think about that, huh?
2: Cool.
3: can't believe it.
1: What are you to play for? We're
3: called
1: the Devil Rays. What's a Devil Ray? Uh,
3: it's a fish. What color is it? Black. Can you eat it? I don't
1: know, bud. It's
3: Castaner.
1: Kind of That's cool. My dad is a big
3: league pitcher. Oh, Aaron. It's a bootleg version audio copy. I is guess. it a bootleg <laughs> version of the
2: <laughs> acting? No. What kind of dialogue is that? What kind of delivery is that? Cool. I was a kid, but there are good kid a actors kid, out man. there. There are good kid actors oh, out there. Oh, man, I
3: can't believe you're bashing a kid actor. That was brutal. Oh, man. Are you Come pulling
2: on. one on me? No, that was great, man. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I just do not agree with your opinions on movies. All right,
3: I got Ricky coming in at number nine over I, Tonya, who Jake has in that spot.
2: All right. My number eight, Moneyball. Yeah. I love Moneyball. I feel like you just – hate on Moneyball. You, you try to dismiss it as not that great of a sports movie. I think it's fantastic. When you revisit it, when you see Brad Pitt's performance as Billy Bean, it really is great. And here's a clip of him meeting with the other scouts, but trying to address the problem that the A's simply can't compete with the Yankees in terms of money. Look, Billy. We all understand what the problem is. We have to replace... Okay,
0: good. What's the problem? The problem is we have to replace three key players in our lineup. What's
1: the problem? Same as it's ever been. We've got to replace these guys with what we have existed. No, what's the problem, Barry? We need 38 home runs, 120 RBIs, and 47 (sighs) doubles to
2: replace. The problem we're trying to solve is that there are rich teams and there are poor teams. Then there's 50 feet of crap, and then there's us. It's an unfair game. And now we've been gutted, like organ donors for the rich, Boston's taking our kidneys, Yankees taking our heart, and you guys are sitting around talking the same old good body nonsense, like we're selling jeans. Like we're looking for Fabio. We got to think differently. We are the last dog at the bowl. You see what happens to the runt of the litter? He dies. So good. His the reform- rookie
3: clip was better.
2: Are you kidding me? You've got to, you've uh, you got to be unbiased about this. You've got to listen. Last
3: to, dog at the bowl.
2: You have to listen to both of those conversations and go. Clearly, Brad Pitt's performance was way better than anything you saw in the rookie. <laughs> in that, I'll take that one clip over that entire movie, Aaron. Who's Fabio? Yeah, that's a line that comes in later, Michael Shanley says. You're getting me fired up,
3: I know. Continue to weigh in at 888-993-7762. It's the Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance Hotline slash text line. Coming up after the break, the eighth best sports movie of all time. You just heard it. My eighth best sports (laughs) movie of all time. It's not on Jake's list either. That's coming up after the break couple more texts here. One movie that hasn't been mentioned uh, for best sports films came hasn't come up, Days of Thunder. Tom Cruise, right? Yeah, one of the better racing films. I don't know if that says a lot about the number of racing films that have been out there. But, yeah, it was entertaining.
2: I'll take Talladega Nights. Uh,
3: another text here, Vision Quest. Good one. Yeah, there's so many of them. Yeah. All right, at number eight, and I'm going to continue to push this on Jake until he goes and watches it, uh, for the love of the oh. game. 40-year-old pitcher Billy Chapel, practically a dinosaur by pro baseball standards, fast approaching the end of his career, but he stands on the mound pitching the game of his life. His thoughts don't turn to the prized history in sports of pitching a perfect game, but it goes back to his relationship with Jane, a single mother who has stood by his side through the good and the bad, and now is on the verge of leaving him.
2: When did it come out? Good question. Oh, I'll okay. look it up thought you were a historian on this movie.
3: Uh, The best part about this, well, there's so many good things about it. I mean, how can you go wrong with Kevin Costner in a baseball movie?
2: Fair, yeah.
3: Then throw Vin Scully in doing narration. There you go. So this is the scene. They go, I believe, to the ninth inning. Billy Chappell is on the mound, and his catcher comes out to give him a pep talk. Anybody been on base?
0: Nobody.
1: Nobody? This I ain't seen much of. Me neither.
0: Chappie? I never have. What's the matter? I don't know if I have anything left. Chappie. You just throw whatever you got. Whatever's left, the boys are all here for you. We'll back you up. We'll be there. Because, Billy, we don't stink right now. We're the best team in baseball right now, right this minute, because of you. You're the reason. We're not going to screw that up. We're going to be awesome for you right now. Just
2: throw.
3: Where are you the at? orchestra oh. is fantastic. Oh,
2: where are you at? This is too much time. <laughs> yeah. Too much time on the mound. Look, you do not like realism. Like You do not like authentic storytelling. You like this drama with the... Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. That's your style. You like yes. that? I get it. But as Richie says, look... Well, I actually disagree with this. But he says, look, Kevin Costner and another overrated sports movie. Yeah. Pretty funny. In hey, uh, 1999
3: it came out, and I'm looking at this, the budget... They didn't do too well. $80 million budget in the box office made $46 million. <laughs> Not good at all. That was Costner's effect.
2: <laughs> I want to know, Richie and everyone else's, send me your top five sports movies. Yeah. Give it, Send us the top five. We'll read it on air. I'm curious to see what, what people say. Um, I got a text here from Brent. 1,000% agree with Aaron. Love of the game is second only to Bull
3: Durham oh, on my list. It's nice. a smart fellow That's there. That's
2: too cheesy, man. That, that was too cheesy what you just played. When I haven't seen You're just movie.
3: hearing the audio portion of it. When you mix in the video, the, the visual aspect of that's it, that's not. It, it's you perfect. think
2: there are conversations like I that? I watched it Come yesterday, on, man. We're the
3: I, best team in baseball. I watched it, you know, putting that clip together last night. And I, it still gets me all worked up.
2: You think that's the type of conversations that happen on the mound? No. You know that. No. You're a.
3: Pitch your darn strike, and let's get the heck out of You work
2: here. in sports yeah. for a living. You know that's not authentic.
3: It's about storytelling, Jake. Oh, brother. What do you got at number seven? Mm.
2: Friday Night Lights. So as I revisit Friday Night Lights, I think if I was a kid, this would have been my number one. I loved it when it came out, went and saw it in the theater. It immediately became my favorite movie. Uh, watched it countless times. Um, but as you rewatch it today, you can I can admit that there are some problems <laughs> some, with it. Some flaws. There are some flaws. That said, I still... Really do enjoy a lot of moments from it. And the moment that I think is the best revolves around Booby Miles and how he is this all-everything back. He is the the most talented back in Texas, and he gets injured. And, um, of course, that leads to a very emotional moment in the car with with, uh, his father figure who, you know, he says, what am I going to do? All I had was football. You know, I, I, we train and we train and we practice and we practice. All I ever knew was football. I don't have that anymore. What am I going to do? And that's a very sad story, and it really touches your heart. But uh, the clip that I want to play is actually his father figure talking to the scouts. Mm-hmm. Scouts from USC, Texas are all at the, all at the practice, and uh, Booby Miles is showing off. And, of course, uh, this is that famous line where Booby goes back uh, on a halfback pass and throws it deep down the field, and here's the clip.
1: 45, yeah, 40. Booby. that's my nephew out there. The boy can play some football, I'm telling you. I think he'll win the Heisman Trophy someday. The Heisman,
0: really? Oh, yes, sir, you can bet on him.
1: Okay, who's your guy's favorite player?
0: Booby Miles. He's oh, oh. he right, don't make no difference. He can block, tackle, three, 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 score the touchdown, snap the ball, hold the stick yeah. and get the
1: extra point. Hell, the boy will fill up the Gatorade cooler, walk the dog, and paint your porch I'm telling you, that boy can flat out play
3: football. Fire, fire.
1: Out! And he can pass!
3: Should we believe the hype? What, what hype? The hype about Booby Miles. Now, hype is something that's not for real. I'm all real.
2: <laughs>
3: I'm Chris Comer, I'm a running back. So that means
0: you're Booby's backup.
2: You wanna win, let Booby spin. Oh, and he can pass. I love it. I love that movie. Um like I said, there are flaws.
3: Now that's more realistic, though, with the uh, uncle or a father, and of course pushing their son and seeing <laughs> yes. it through different glasses than everybody else. <laughs> Absolutely, movie was pretty special, though.
2: Movie was special, uh, and, and from what I hear, I haven't ever read the book. I should have, but my dad did. He always said that the book was a lot better than the movie, uh, but, and I've heard that you know from a lot of people that the book is just fantastic. And of course, they changed some things in the movie to make it more uh, theatrical.
3: Was it nominated for any Academy Awards? No. Uh, my number seven was. In fact, uh, in 2003, Biscuit, Seven nominations for Academy Awards. Put that on your list, Jake Martin. I can't, probably another movie that you have.
2: I haven't seen it. I, I, I can't get into it. An
3: undersized, overlooked thoroughbred. Of course, had huge success. Became popular during the Depression. Great period movie. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Seventh best movie of all time, Seabiscuit.
2: You don't have a clip from Seabiscuit? Nothing memorable
3: enough? Oh, there's plenty memorable. (laughs) Just ran out of time. Okay. Uh, By the way, I don't know if you heard this yesterday or not, Justify is now retired. Oh, that is tragic. uh, Well, well, uh, it's not that tragic the fact that now he goes into a a breeding farm and he'll do quite well for himself.
2: Yeah, um, I just meant tragic for you. (laughs) Um, Number six for me is The Sandlot. So,
3: oh, this is going to cause some controversy. Of course, The Sandlot in the running for to best movie. The best it actually, movie. is
2: leading. It probably will win unless people get out there and vote more. So, I really do like this movie. I, I, I think back to it and just the whole the way the way these kids play ball. It reminds I think everyone of how they used to play ball in the neighborhood. Right? You Used to gather up with your friends. Didn't matter where you could play a game literally anywhere, whether it's in the street or in someone's yard that you're not supposed to be in, or in my case, we always snuck into the school ground and played in the school ground. Mm. But we can all identify with that. I
3: love this clip. Just kids going back and forth, talking smack.
2: By the way, I don't know, like, I I think if you made this movie today and you had this line, people would probably be offended by it. But back in the day, it was all fine. It was a simpler time. And uh, here is, like, the worst thing you could ever tell a little boy.
3: Right now! Come on! Yeah! yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. 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 We plan Right now! a real diamond porter. We ain't good enough to lick the dirt off our cleats.
3: Watch
1: it, jerk! Shut up, idiot! Moron! Scab eater! Butt sniffer!
2: Yeah. Puss liquor! Fart smeller! Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> you eat dog crap for yeah. breakfast, geek! You mix your weeds with your mama's toe jam! Yeah! yeah. You bob apples in the toilet! And you like it! You play ball like a girl! (laughs) So good. It's like a cuss word, man. Everyone stops and gasps. He went there. He went there. He crossed the line. (laughs) He went up (laughs) to. Man, I I do love that movie. You can
3: weigh in at 888 993 7762. You got Sandlot at number six. We'll get into my number six and into our top five in the eight o'clock hour. Michael weighs in says, best sports movie ever because you get to listen to Vince Scully. That is a vote for, for and the love of the Pat
2: game. Pat gave us his top five. He says, five, The Replacements, four, 10, Cup, three, Moneyball, two, Legend, The Legend of Bagger Vance, and number one, Happy Gilmore. Does Happy Gilmore make your list?
3: How many goosebump moments were there in Happy Gilmore?
2: That's true. Yeah. That's fair. Did but you it's ever still get
3: choked up in Happy Gilmore? Uh, No. No. Sorry. Good list though, Pat. Yeah, thanks it is for Thanks for listening. Coming up next, uh, we're going to talk a little uh, Dixie Majors World Series baseball. Another huge event coming to the Sterlington Baseball Complex. And then after that, we'll dive back into the top 10 Thursday, top 10 sports movies of all time. The Morning Drive on Sports Talk 97.7 back after this.
1: Thanks for listening to the best of The Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts. Step into the world of power, loyalty